March 2023 is a very special month for us at The Guiding Voice as we dedicate the whole month to feature inspiring women leaders across the globe. And I would like to take a moment to thank Deepika Trehan, the founder of Corporate Diva, for connecting us with all these wonderful women. In a career spanning 17 years, Kaushi has worked for two major global brands, America Online, AOL, and General Motors, GM. While at AOL, she found her grounding, and at GM, she began her transformational journey. She has spent 12 wholesome years with GM, as the in-house communications leader with a strategic focus on internal communications and employer branding leadership positioning was also a significant part of the portfolio profile articles opinion pieces social media posts strengthening the role of leaders showcasing the culture of the organization is where she has had the most impact in this episode let us chat with kaushi bidappa on building personal brand through well-being and authenticity this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future friends i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to make the world a better place to live through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career thank you so much for joining me kaushi hearty welcome to the guiding voice thanks for being part of our journey Thank you thank you so much Naveen and uh, thank you for making space for these meaningful conversations and the whole essence of you know how one person can make a change and um, instead of wishing for that change to happen outside how do you drive that within you so i'm really really grateful and i'm grateful to the folks who believe in what i do endorsing me and i often say this to Deepika you've been a wonderful sponsor and and i'm sure we will have those little conversations around it as well so yeah thank you so much yeah pleasure to have you there kaushi and in fact i have heard a lot about you not only through deepika in fact i have been following you on linkedin for the last few years in fact our conversation was supposed to happen last year but anyways good things take time right so i'm glad we yeah, are here yeah i think it's a divine timing yeah <laughs> Exactly. All right. So, without further ado, let's get into our conversation, Kaushi. Can you share the key milestones in your career journey, just to uh, let our audience know that career is not a linear path? And uh, as I was uh, referring to before, right? People change domains, people change roles, and at times, people take up one or two levels below, right? Likewise, is there anything happened in your case as well, and what has been your journey? Yeah so I find this question very meaningful because it gets me to reflect in fact that's what this journey is all about right so from that standpoint if i had to highlight the milestones in my career journey in space i think i would easily be able to articulate them as three one is about from an intern moving into being a full fledged employee the other one is leadership without titles and the other element of leadership without titles is about how do you influence without authority and the third essence is to move into a space where senior leadership is thrilled to be associated with you you see i didn't stick to any titles here but it's really about the processes involved so when i joined the workforce the whole thing was about you know i'm happy being an intern because uh, it means so much more stress and responsibilities 
because you know you come with an essence of living life very differently the values that you hold evolve over time so that's also something that i want to share right at the core your values will remain the same but with time your priorities change so for me the first shift was understanding that moving from an intern to a full fledged employee meant responsibilities and how do you shoulder responsibilities effectively and with these so that is the first milestone and the other thing as you move along the journey you're sitting and thinking like you know in the university you have a professor or a lecturer or in a school environment you have a teacher you always have someone guiding you so naveen to a large extent when i was part of the workforce in my initial years of my career i'm thinking now my boss will come and tell me you know this is how this needs to be done this is how you do your promotion piece etc etc and i realized that's not how this works you have to be in the driver's seat you have to be an active participant you can't be a passive participant in your career journey and while i say that i also want to indicate that there will be moments when you become the observer the spectator to understand what's going wrong but most often you have to be in the driver's seat driving your career decisions because guess what only you know yourself the best the others can guide you so how do you start understanding the importance of leadership without titles is can you operate without a title and can you show up for yourself so that's a big part of it and also when you join an organization it's not like you become a people leader and you have teams under you you will be working on projects and you have to steer the team together but you're not in a position of power or authority why should i listen to you how do you influence them positively becomes a big part of a leadership skill now the third element that i highly highly speak about is the fact that you can be all that you want to be but will others want to be associated with you that is a big indicator of how successful you are as a leader and that doesn't mean you're forming followers but do you have a community that's willing to drive towards a common goal so from being an intern to a full fledged employee and then understanding how do you shoulder responsibilities by being in the driver seat and not being a passive participant in your career to being in a space where senior leadership is very excited to be associated with you is something that really really helped me understand how it is always about being intentional in the choices you make yeah so yeah that's what it is so about. one thing that stuck to me is be the driver because many a times young professionals assume that my boss or my super boss is knows more about me and they will carve path for me but you made a very important point here and on that note let's switch to my next question so kaushi can you share the top 3 things that have attributed to your success so far like both in terms of 12 years of your corporate career and then the later part which is into consulting space and also what are three attributes so uh, when i sit back and look at how these things transform it really comes down to the essence of be so good at what you do that your talent cannot be dismissed it's like there's no you can't negotiate on that space and then while you're so good at it how do you continuously reinvent yourself because 
it's about being relevant while you are a master also be ready to be a student and that's very very important being relevant in the space is very very important because what happens with a lot of us is we start to get complacent and that's when we realize we're not living to our greatest potential so the essence is really about be so good at what you do that your talent cannot be dismissed and another important piece i have noticed is how do you leave people feeling about your engagement and maya angelo says this right people will always remember you for how you made them feel and a trait that i studied was how enthusiastic are you and you watch yourself you will want to be in the company of people who are enthusiastic and it's not like you don't care about the people who are sad or depressed it's not like you don't care about it but when you're around such people you are motivated you're feeling inspired about your goals and visions so try and understand where are you on the energy levels when people engage with you are they going back feeling driven and they want to make a change or they're like oh my god like uh, why did i even go to this person like did i have to do that so you see so you can be very good at your work you could be competent but where are you on the energy set so i remember reading um you know there's a social perception model which indicates people unconsciously assess you for these two parameters which is competency and warmth okay now if you know people are assessing you for your warmth and your competency what are you going to do about it how do you want to drive that for yourself which is why a lot of times people are competent they're very good at their work but they're unable to figure out why am i not moving forward in my career maybe that's that some that energy set you need to check on or maybe you're very good on the energy set but you've not built the skill set now i remember you know a few years ago the conversation was like you know this hr person is a beautiful human being great great human being but not a very good leader and that kind of stayed with me as a reference point saying kashi you can be a brilliant human being but you also have to be good at what you do you need to excel you can't be mediocre in that space that was an instant reminder and it would keep coming back to me every time i would slip into my complacency space so be so good at what you do that your talent cannot be dismissed then it's not just competency it's also one now the other element which is the third element for me is sponsors you could be good at what you do people love having that experience with you but will they recommend your name for an opportunity and what is very important to register navi you're not going to be in the room of decision makers all the time there will be events where you will speak up and stand up for yourself but there are so many events where you're not going like look for instance this this morning when you shared i was referred by a certain person right that's a sponsor will that person speak for you so build that network for yourself and that network can only happen when you've shared your aspirations with people people sometimes think you know i don't want to talk about it i will jinx it i get that i totally get that but find a balance where you're also talking about your aspirations with people because you need that network so yeah so those are the elements that contribute to career success hmm. that's so amazing set of thoughts first and foremost is uh, be good at what you do and then uh, the energy levels that you bring to the table 
make sure that those energy levels are kind of contagious and third most important aspect is the sponsors like who will recommend you for an opportunity so very well put through kaushi now uh, let's move ahead kaushi your linkedin banner says the word author comes from the same root as the word authentic so to be authentic is to be the author of our own lives right so can you explain that to our audience as well yeah so i think a lot of this stems from the fact that uh, in our journey and i am speaking for myself here when i say this there was a time i felt i didn't even realize i was playing the victim for me it was more about you know this person did this to me and that person did this how could they behave like this with me i'm so kind i'm so generous i'm so thoughtful why are people behaving why do people it was always about things outside of myself and guess what i was doing i was giving away control and and here i'm not speaking in the negative terms of giving away control but in terms of i don't believe in myself enough i've never never really sat down to know myself enough right so if i'm going to be a victim all my life and if i'm going to have the victim mindset and that's how i'm going to write my story can you imagine how limiting that story is going to be and that is when i realized the importance of how you are the author of your story and that will always come from a space of knowing thyself and that knowing thyself will happen when you're willing to sit through the discomfort because what happens in our journey is we are taught to be happy always which means you have to choose to be positive always now when i say if you notice when i spoke about the energy set right where i spoke about warmth that doesn't mean you're not dealing with challenges you're dealing with challenges but how honest are you about dealing with challenges and it's i remember some time ago people people would often dismissing you know this person is so emotional i would receive feedback saying you know it's nice but don't be so emotional don't be so sensitive and i understood what they were saying but i don't think i realized it because i feel when you realize it you operate very differently so i learned i am highly sensitive which means i'm intuitive which means i'm creative but if i'm not aware i could fall into the retar of absorbing people's energies and i will start living their life i had to understand this it took me a while to understand this so which is why today when i say the author you are the author of your story is primarily because we know ourselves better but are we patient are we self compassionate to sit down and know ourselves to so today honestly navin every time when i write from that space i think i've used writing as a medium of expression today that's my medium of expression and even conversations it's a great medium of expression right stories great medium and honestly for me it's like before getting to bed it's like what does guidance want me to talk about okay when i started my journey on linkedin it was about you know how do you build your brand and all all the the processes the steps very strategic very mindfully done very thoughtfully done it was heartfelt and human and i guess that's when you have a community happening yeah, right yeah but as i moved along the journey it came down to will i write a post because people say you have to consistently write it or will i ask guidance what is it you want me to talk about and i will write from that space 
I felt so today in my journey, I find purpose in sitting down with guidance and saying, what is that you want me to refer? Or what is that you want me to highlight? Or if I'm unsure about it, I will take some time, but it will come to me. Is that belief? It's working with higher self, you know, to put it that way, because I think most of the time our conflict is between ego and the higher self. The ego will keep you in your familiar zone, in your comfortable zone, will keep you protected. It likes the known. It loves the known because then you're the then you're under control. But when you start working with your higher self, it's about surrender. It's um it takes a while. Again, I always tell this, right? It came as an understanding and a realization much later. Understanding is more of okay, I want to understand this and it's about the concept part. Now, when you start applying it, that's when the wisdom happens, right? And then you reach a phase where you realize it, where you don't feel the need to explain it to anybody else. You're living it. I guess that's what this is about because a simple thing is a lot of us understand we are the soul, not the body. Understand. But there's a journey to get to realization. And I think that's the journey we are all on and we don't realize it. So, yeah. And, and by so the time we back, realize, probably, sorry, sorry to interrupt. By the time we realize, so, probably half of our life is over. Yeah. And and see, again, I would say this very beautiful analogy that I found meaning is, mm-hmm. um, I've had the, sometimes I feel they have this question that, Kashi, how did it turn spiritual suddenly? Or how did it happen? And I struggle with that. Right, and I realized this it came as guidance again. Suppose you want to travel to Kurk, okay? And I'm biased because I'm a Kodava, so I'll use Kurk as an example. And uh, you live in Bangalore, you started your journey, and um, you're a little tired, and you like you choose Mysore as a pit stop, you rest. Yeah. When you wake up the next day, do you start your journey from Bangalore or you start your journey from Mysore? So, what I understood about our spiritual journeys are. We've all been on this path in our lifetimes, okay, in different lifetimes. And then suddenly you're woken up from that sleep and then you start your journey. So some people have worked on themselves in other lifetimes and they are a little ahead, which is why you notice some people are much older, but I see they live very unfulfilled lives where they're always looking for things outside of themselves. And then there are youngsters. And Naveen, honestly, I've met 20-year-olds. 23-year-olds, 24. In fact, in all honesty, it was when I started my journey on LinkedIn, my guidance as a coach was Ashi Singhal. Mm-hmm. She's in Jaipur and uh, she's based in Jaipur. She runs her coaching space, I mean, coaching business from there. Uh, and we connected on LinkedIn and she's 23, I mean, 23, 24. And the wisdom she carried, I was blown and then my interactions with other people made me realize, you know, age, I think sometimes age is a very superficial thing to adhere yeah. to. Um, it's experiences. And that that kind of teaches me the importance of engaging with different sections of people and community. And it again goes back to being the authentic you, which is, are you willing to bring your whole self are you willing to stay aligned versus comply? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of our journey is, you know, I need to fit in because we all want to belong. You know, and Brenny Brown says this very beautifully. 
if you don't belong to yourself and if you don't know how to do that you can never belong anywhere else and i guess that's what authenticity is and you know a little might be a little off the grid but here's something that i think is very meaningful as a share is as a young girl i have watched princess diana and i've loved her always like i've admired her as a a woman okay as a leader etc etc and i think even the compassion side of things as a young girl and then you go and as an adult i watched a series you know very recently i watched some of the series and you realize one thing you could be the most beautiful most successful most compassionate person but if your self worth is still going to be measured by someone outside of you it's going to be a downward spiral so then i'm thinking you know i have tremendous regard for her. i love that woman she's not there but i still thought it was important to learn from experiences right and then very recently i remember tuning into michelle obama's one of those video messages and she said that it's a book i remember reading her book becoming there's another book she's launched and she spoke about how she would continue to seek validation from a partner which is obama Obama. and she said if you're not happy with yourself no matter how many times your husband has given you a compliment it's never going to register and she gave examples of how he would say such great things about me but since i didn't believe in myself i felt he was not complimenting me enough and i'm sitting and thinking navin this is michelle obama okay clearly clearly someone who knows herself and highly self aware right if she is dealing with this challenge can you imagine the others yeah and it was it was like a yardstick of measure right for me and i realized that again brings me back to the essence of how important it is to know thyself and that can only happen when you're reflecting meditating on small events in life right people think it has to be a grand purpose no so yeah that's knowing thyself and when you know yourself you're able to put yourself to better use mm. and you you are the author you are then you're the author of that story and that's that's where the essence is yeah. for me super powerful examples and i can relate to one aspect when you mentioned about arshi singhal if i remember if i uh, pronounce the name correctly there is one lady Uh, whom i interviewed uh, last year vanshika chenderi again she is about 23 year old but the kind of wisdom that she has acquired now it's it's immeasurable like i think uh, probably i would have acquired that much of knowledge in my mid 30s right so that that's how the generation is and as you rightly said age is superficial great conversation so far so so you have tuned into the guiding voice podcast series and we are in a conversation with kaushi bidappa on building your personal branding through well being and authenticity so kaushi let us continue our conversation and uh, i would like to hear from you about personal branding because everybody has their own definition and i would i'm really keen on hearing your perspective about personal branding Yeah you know what i love this the statement which says everyone has their own definition of personal branding and you know what really helped me on this journey was over the course of years i started to recognize the importance of personal branding from a standpoint of intentional living because at the end of the day it is not a projection a superficial projection but it's more about inside out congruency 
and how do people perceive you and who are you it's about ensuring you reduce the gap i want to repeat that right how do people perceive you and who are you the true essence of you and if there is a stark difference in how people perceive you and who you are how do you want to reduce the gap for instance if you believe you are creative and you are creative but people don't see you as creative will you make a shift in how people see you in that light is a question you would ask yourself right that's being intentional if you want to be a public speaker what are some of the essential elements of a public speaker being confident are you able to hold the attention of the audience are you able to hold conversations with ease without boring the audience this is something that people always seek right now if that's the case how are you perceived are you perceived as like oh my god person a comes on stage and you know what very knowledgeable but what examples very dry topics so non relatable so old school you see there's a journey to be traveled so that is where for me it really comes down to personal branding is intentional living which means there's a great room for how to improve and make changes in the journey that you are in and it's going to be a constant thing because we are always evolving with there's change this transition how do you go through that process and if i were to kind of bring it down to a closer home reference point i mean this morning um i discussed some of these questions with my son and i actually asked him um you know if you had personal brands in mind um would you give me some examples and um it's my assumption that he seen me work he seen me on call so it's my assumption that he understands but i also sense that it was not clear but i kept quiet and he said mama but uh, tell me what does that mean and i, I learned one thing if you cannot simplify the question or you can't simplify your response which means you've not understood yourself so this was my test now so i said shivank uh, you know someone with a personal brand and a strong one is someone who's created an impact who's who makes a difference and also about their positive influences in the community around and when i answered that question it i got my definition for personal brand so someone who makes an impact makes a difference in the lives of others and when i say makes a difference in the lives of others you'll realize you will have a community following you when you're addressing their pain points if you go back and look at people's profiles and you know i'm very active on linkedin hence the example of linkedin the ones that have a huge community and engagement are always speaking from the space of how do i guide how do i enable them so that's something that i would always go back and reinforce that if you want a community following you not in the sense of you feeling a leader but in terms of how can you serve the audience and that's the essence of building your personal brand wow so it all ties to the authenticity and uh, one thing that that is so impactful is this statement you which uh, covered how do people perceive you versus who are you right so if we are authentic then we will understand the gap and try to build that thing yes this is yes, so yes. powerful this is so and powerful. something yeah. that i want to address as authenticity is yeah. about it's closely linked to vulnerability mm-hmm. right 
I remember, you know, a lot of times people would say she's emotional, etc., etc. But you know what? She's. We don't realize that this person is choosing to be vulnerable. And by choosing to be vulnerable, this person is making room for you to share your journey and your stories. And I think the ones who've been really been able to make an impact are the ones who are choosing to be vulnerable, but they've also become very aware as to who do you want to be with? Who's that audience? And it goes back to how do I want to make a difference? What is my message? I think even, you know, when people reach out to me, you know, leaders, people who want to build their personal brands, even in the coaching sessions, something that I always lay up front is, what is your mission? Or what is your message to the world? What is your message? Because when you started the Guiding Voice podcast, I get a sense your message to the world is like you wanted to bring stories forward and people could draw inferences. Yeah. In fact, at the beginning of the sessions, you the question was like, what are things that you, what are attributes that lead to career success? Yeah. And your intention was, Everyone has an understanding of what are some of the elements that they are missing? What yeah. are some of the elements that they have and they can strengthen and amplify it? What are you trying to do? You're trying to enable an audience here. You're just not trying to just inform, but also bring hope to the audience. So that's where this is. Yeah, absolutely. You, you nailed it right. The intent is very clear. We wanted to present them the everyday heroes. It need not be... Brenny Browns or Anthony Robbins or Robin Shermas of the world, right? We have people around us who have already been there and we want people to learn from others' experiences. That's the whole intent and you got it absolutely right. It's reinforcing what you shared, right? And when people hesitate to show up and they think, you know, I have nothing interesting to share. I'm of no value. Something that is so important to remember is most of us are ordinary people. You know, when I say ordinary people, we live simple lives, yeah. which means we have everyday struggles. Yeah. And I always tell your challenges could be someone's story of hope. Yeah. And that's what this is all about, right? Mm. And I think going back to restating Brené Brown, your challenges, the way you overcome your challenges could be someone's survival guide. And that can only happen when you are in the thought process of community. Okay. Yeah. And um, I really like the script stating what the scriptures say about, you know, Sato Guna, which is about community. Rajas is passionate. You're passionate. But it's always about yourself. And Tamasik is your complacent. And, and I think it's important to have all these elements because imagine if you're Rajasik all the time, you're going to struggle to get good sleep. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with these gunas, right? If you go back to the scriptures, in fact, they're beautiful. But how do you ensure that there's no imbalances? So, and I think when you speak community, you're in your sattvic state. You're really about the oneness of things. And when it's the oneness of things, the purpose becomes bigger. You're not sitting in, how will people perceive me? Because that message and mission is so much more larger. So, yeah. yeah, that I think that's something that I really, really wanted to highlight in our conversation this morning. Absolutely, Kaushi. Now, uh, switching to the leaders, right? Who, who do you think have established their personal branding so well? And what do you like most in them? You may or may not name them, but 
essentially i'm looking at the characteristics what you like yeah so i think when i started my journey you know i i keep going back to being the young girl because the truth is i had visions around how do i want to be perceived and i i remember talking to my husband even this morning saying i think i want people to remember how poised i am because it's so easy to be in a situation where you're ruffled and rattled and you're losing your calmness you're being impatient and it's not because i want people to say oh my god she's so calm no i think you can get so much done with being calm people don't understand the strength of stillness and calmness so something that i consciously embody as a value is poise okay so that's one thing and so from that standpoint i think i have admired oprah winfrey okay so for me the minute you say, i can close my eyes and say this the minute i say personal brand a strong personal brand who's creating who's created impact who continues to create to make a difference who's a positive influence in so many lives is oprah winfrey because i remember reading one of the articles where she talks about she's in the backyard of her grandmother's house and she's drying her clothes it's tattered and everything and she had an intention where she said this is not not how i want to live life you know so many of i've seen a lot of us would succumb to pressure of our family situations you know this is what it is going to be and you know you you just adapt to the limitations but for me reading that made me realize the power of intention and with and how intention need not be i think for me it is the example that i would highlight is like when you're driving i'm not driver material but i have learned a little bit of the driving piece right if you hold on to the steering wheel tight you're strained you're restless and you're actually not moving forward easily okay i just felt that's how you need to set a set an intention be so subtle with it that you set your intention you play a part and then you surrender i think i learned a great deal by watching her over the years so for me oprah winfrey is a very very powerful brand and you know you go through this process of you've run this show the oprah show for so many years and you're now like okay you want to turn it down and then there's this little kid who's ailing i think right so letting she must continue doing that show is is powerful and i felt she's somebody who listens to guidance and that that really really aligns with me and one one thing that's really stood out for me was when she shared uh, she was doing this re- so it's part of her show is also a reality show in that show the husband convinced uh, you know confided in the show in public that he cheated on his partner and um, while the show went on to be very great and everything oprah kind of sat down saying would i just do this for rating would i just do this for popularity and she questioned the intention with why she should be running the show and she and she realized she had to do these things and again i felt it was about going back and understanding your values is this true to who i am and she chose to have her own network i'm not sure if it's called is it own or whatever it's it's one of those things that happen very beautifully she's been on a journey which i think is so gratifying she's been on a journey where i think it's about when you have an orchard those fruits are not just for yourself but it's for the neighborhood yeah i think all of that resonates immensely with me yeah 
that's oprah winfrey and the other the closer home example down south is sudamurthy i think her value around simplicity is phenomenal and um, in my own journey i i realized that it's so easy to add up materialistic objects for want of a better word you keep adding it to feel good about yourself but you're only building attachment okay and we understand when you're entangled in your desires it causes misery so when i watch her and she's i was listening to one of her sharings and she said that uh, she travels to kashi and every time she travels she takes a vow to give up something that she really really enjoys and she loves sarees and she said i'm not going to be shopping for sarees and i think that comes with great awareness so for me sudamurthi simplicity and that's a strong point for a personal brand okay so for me oprah winfrey is about the purpose sudamurthi also does great work in the space of community right but for me it was the value of simplicity for me oprah it was about purpose and very recently i think i added harry prince harry to the personal brand chart is because it's not easy to question the norm and he says it takes great courage to speak part to truth yeah or rather say let me say it takes great courage to speak truth to power i think that's the that's the statement he made and it stayed with me and he also said about when he started dating megan did she fit the mold of a princess maybe not but he completely felt aligned i i saw great insights into how you don't have to necessarily fit in or rather say you don't have to fit in to build a brand you just have to work on being aligned so for me being aligned your value around being simple is very very important because then you are able to work passionately without being attached to results and purpose what's your big purpose here so from that standpoint these are people and i think if i were to bring it closer um home um there is this individual i follow on linkedin and uh, her name is claire i'm very vocal about my appreciation for her she is someone who will call out for want of a better word she'll call out the bullshit she's going to she's going to be bold and speak up and when she speaks up you realize she's not just speaking up for herself but she's speaking for up for others because i what i also noticed is like if i were to reference this further uh, sometimes linkedin is misused in terms of people are just wanting to it sometimes they think this is a matrimonial site some of them do and very very it, it's just i don't even know it's quite inappropriate to even say that but i just felt this was needed and i have seen her address this and in varied styles and i just think that's courage and guess what she could just block people and be happy and not talk about it but she chooses to be very vocal on how do you ch- deal with these i mean this is just one of example she does a lot more on the space of branding and copywriting but yeah that's that's a strong personal brand to mm. me great set of examples kaushi uh, now switching this context to a broader perspective right how do we encourage women to not give up so i have a i have a play of words here it's like actually i would encourage women to give up and not in that sense but i think 
my essence of giving up would be more in terms of surrender and i think this when i say this i'm it's going to be more gender agnostic it's like it's for everybody right it's about when you know your well being is at stake it's important to prioritize that which is why i often say um, it's about well being it's your dharma no one's going to take care of it at the end of the day every every decision that you make somewhere has a central figure of well being you have dreams for your kids you want them to succeed blah 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 it's the subtle indicator is well being you want to take care of your aging parents well being you want to grow in your career well being you want a healthy relationship with your partner well being so if well being is the foundational stone what are you doing about it when that place is not sacred or your question or conflicted so that is where i believe surrender is important because i have like examples here right naomi osaka the tennis player you know there was a major there were two view there are always conflicting views or different thought processes right and i respect all of that and then the most recent one was jessinta ardern the prime minister of new zealand in fact she said i no longer have enough in the tank and in fact i remember a conversation with my friend navin which said she was sharing like kaushi now people think women are not strong and we just give up so easily and while i heard her and i get her essence and i understand her concern i think it's also important for us to prioritize that you know you can't pour from an empty cup we've been taught to continuously do 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 so i think the the larger scheme of things if i were to offer any counsel or piece of advice or insight i would always say prioritize your wellbeing let that be a primary element in your decision maker so that's surrender and while i say that it's very important to have a community a community that you can go back to so you're saying you're not alone have that comfort so that's another thing that i would always say and another very very essential thing is build your network of sponsors be very very intentional about see mentors are good i love mentors and it's important to have your network of mentors but now raise the bar for yourself and have sponsors people who will speak for you when you're not in the room so in the broader scheme of things the guidance that i have for people when i say people something that i use as guidance is kaushi where are you on the wellbeing space the energy that's one because i feel if if you are not enthusiastic about things you're not going to exude that energy and like i said again people assess you for warmth and it happens very unconsciously where are you in that space so if you think it's time to give up in terms of surrender and maybe someone else will be more effective here it's okay it's absolutely okay it's okay to seek help people find it very demeaning to seek help and in fact if i were to give an example of relationships i just read in relationships people wait for 6 years apparently according to statistics from gottman the institute relationship they wait for 6 years and then they seek therapy and by then the relationship is always already crumbled so people's essence around seeking help is like oh my god it's it's just just not right it's weakness it's failure so all of those narratives that we keep feeding ourselves has to change 
So yeah, so that's where the piece of community ecosystem that constantly reminds you you're not alone is important and sponsors. Such a powerful set of thoughts. And uh, Kaushi, this has been very interesting and insightful conversation. I'd like to move to the next segment of the conversation. And the next segment is uh, rapid fire questions. And one of the reasons why I ask certain questions in this segment is just to let our audience know that leaders are just another human beings, just like you and me, right? And yes. we want to get to know other side of our speakers. That's the whole intent. And I'm going to uh-huh. kick off a quick rapid fire wherein you can answer them briefly in a word or in a maximum in a phrase. Is that is that okay? <laughs> yes, I, I love the the intention around these rapid fire questions because you want to humanize me. So guess what? <laughs> I can make errors. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's get started then. And here comes the first bullet. Have you ever slept in a classroom or a critical meeting or a conference? I think I've been very wise to step out of the meeting and maybe use the washroom and come back, just freshen up and come back. Yeah. <laughs> so not slept, but I've yawned a couple of times. Like, mm-hmm. uh, And sometimes you feel like maybe you need a matchstick. To keep your eyelids so that you place it near your eyelids so they stay open. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Yeah, fair enough. And what motivates you every day? I think the fact that you know I'm alive. Yeah, it it makes it makes a big deal because I think the realization. I know you said a phrase, but can I take a little more than a phrase? Yeah, yeah. Please go ahead. Yeah. I think when you know when my Friend's husband called me up saying, you know, she's very critical and you do not know if she will live too long. Do you want to come and see her? She's in the ICU. At that time, what struck me was it's amazing how we go to bed with the assumption that I will wake up next day. Right? Why do we take this for granted? And uh, I think for me, death has been my greatest teacher. And so from that standpoint, the fact that I'm alive, is my motivation. Wow. All right. So let's go ahead with the next one. Can you describe yourself in just one word? Creative. Awesome. And if I had to ask you this question, if you had one word to describe me, what would that word be? <laughs> Inspiring. Okay. Okay. That You know what? I it, here, Here's where I did my personal brand check, right? Like, how do I want to be perceived? And who am I? Who, you know, is that who I am? And is that a gap? Thank you so much. <laughs> so moving ahead. And uh, did you ever steal anything from anyone? And I want to, I want you to talk about something physical or materialistic. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I thought about it, have I stolen things? No, but I have I sneak, sneaked up and done things. Yes. So things like, you know, when you when you're this little girl, your parents have gone out and you just feel you want to have horlicks, you know, you pop a spoon into the jar and you think you've done a great job and your parents' mom won't get to know you wet the spoon, put it back. So when she comes back, it's like a messy. That's one. It stayed with me. Then my mom actually said how to put how to pop the horlicks from the spoon, right? I found that funny actually today when I think back at it. And another thing I think I greatly remember is it's very clear. It's the orange lipstick my mom would have. And I was very fascinated. But she said, you're not supposed to use lipsticks and everything. So I remember she had gone out. I dug into a bag. 
used the lipstick royally used it broke it as well put it back but never told her that and then she discovers it on her own i don't know how the story ended but i think those are the things that i have sneaked up on <laughs> see this is the beauty of a rapid fire round we get to know the other side <laughs> other side of you right all right so let's go ahead and find the last bullet and one of my favorite questions and i really ask this question just to get to know the imagination and creativity of the guest right so what is one electronic gadget or the fantasy gadget that you would like to invent yourself or would like to see it live in the world i think for me it would be i thought through this because i thought if even someone hears it and they kind of can execute be really wonderful if we can set our phones on to follow the circadian rhythm okay because i just feel that it's so easy to be glued to the phone i mean you will say you know today i'm going to get to bed early and very few have a bedtime routine right and i believe it's important to have a bedtime routine i'm very sacred about these things but at the same time i'm also concerned that a lot of people who don't follow it then how do you have a product that takes care of that that offsets that so what if your phone has a circadian rhythm it's like designed in such a way that it follows the circadian rhythm and you know like how in the earlier in the past when there were no gadgets so there was no electricity you would just turn off and you would get to bed and i'm not saying technology has not been helpful it's it's changed and enhanced the quality of life but if you're not mindful and you allow it to consume you um that's where i would question it so that is where i felt my gadget would be a phone that is aligned with your circadian rhythm so people get to bed on time and they're energetic and happy waking up next morning i think that has a purpose and uh... uh someone listening or watching this show i think this is a great idea so probably you can pick it up and uh, i think we'll be the first uh, consumers to buy it wonderful and i have a, i, I do not know i get curious to know what would your invention be in that in that way <laughs> my my invention is uh, simple just any device which is cable free because right now if you look at the other side of uh, the desk where i am sitting right it is full of cables and all i want to create those gadgets which are cable free because that will mm-hmm. reduce a lot of carbon emissions as well because the other day i have been to a mobile service center and i was surprised to see the heap of chargers okay that were of old models and all wow. like which contributes to lot of uh, carbon emissions and all if they are not disposed properly and all so my uh, thing would be that okay that's that's wonderful to know that It's wonderful no see i learned something new <laughs> I, i'm glad i'm glad to you asked those questions and also this has been fabulous conversation uh, so far and i thoroughly enjoyed the rapid fire with that let's flip back to the mainstream and before i let you go one final question for today's uh, conversation kaushik what is the best professional advice that you have ever received from someone so more than received i think i observed and i absorbed what i notice is if you don't ask the answer is always no because i would watch people how is that some people are making progress forget career normally just to stick for instance how is that they get what they want need um feeling fulfilled and i think it comes down to being clear about what drives you what your priorities are and then i started to understand that 
if you don't ask the answer is always no and i think that is what they were leading by example and i picked up on that essence because it's so easy to fall into the trap of you know i've done my work and people notice it and and that's good i'm not saying that's not good but then don't sit with resentment if it doesn't happen yeah have you asked for it so that is because as children as young children during our times we grew up in an environment like asking meant like not being grateful for what we already have and i learned very recently that you can be grateful and still seek and be able to do that with grace so i think my message to myself was if you don't ask the answer is always no and another thing that i think i started to test myself right i remember reading tim ferris's book which is i think the 4 hour work week and he's written if you have choose between unhappiness and uncertainty guess what a lot of us will choose unhappiness because we don't know how to deal with uncertainty which is the fear of the unknown it comes back to our earlier reference about the ego loves to keep us in our familiar zone even if it's not helpful the higher self is about the unknown get comfortable in the unknown and i think that that guidance has really helped me so you know from an advice standpoint what something that helped me grow is to understand if i'm unhappy and if i look at the other facet of unhappiness is it uncertainty can i choose uncertainty and figure out yeah so these two things have really really helped me grow as an individual hmm. such a great uh, note and i think uh, this is a fabulous conversation and uh, the way you have concluded it right understand which one you want to choose between unhappiness versus uncertainty i think you nailed it and observing and absorbing i think these are the two words which are going to stick with me for quite a long time and one other important aspect that you mentioned about is if you don't ask the answer is always no give it a try that's what i keep telling like at times uh, i feel like uh, uh, conscious when i approach certain guests and all but i give it a try and many a times right the answer is yes in rare cases i get a no but i completely yeah. resonate with you yeah and i think something that you know which helped me understand is the law of the law of attention and the law of intention mm-hmm. and um, and if you know this is not something that i had planned to share or whatever i'm reading this book which is by deepak chopra abundance the inner path to wealth because the minute we think of wealth we think of wealth in the mindset of prosperity and money but that's really not what this is about how from a space of fulfillment you live a life of abundance and how that attracts everything you're not being restless it's like you know you're not holding onto the steering wheel tight you let go you surrender you operate from a space of faith so i think those are some of my lessons don't hold the steering wheel tight no another another powerful advice Awesome. So I thoroughly enjoyed every bit of uh, this conversation, Kausi, and uh, it's really an honor to host you. Thank you so much for joining me, and thanks for your time and for all the wonderful insights. And on that note, I would like to convey my gratitude again to Deepika for making this happen. So looking forward to another exciting uh, session in future from you, uh, Kausi. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much because I honestly enjoyed this because it. i was in a space where i was reflecting and 
reflection is being self-aware and that's where the change happens. So very grateful for this discussion and this conversation, Naveen. Pleasure to host you, Kaushi. And friends, uh, that was our episode with Kaushi on building personal brand through well-being as well as authenticity. And before we hop into the trivia section, here's a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you are tuned into. And also, if you have loved this conversation and found the episode useful, request you to share it with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. And today we had some wonderful nuggets of wisdom from Kaushi and she has highlighted a few of the inspirational leaders across the globe who have been seen as role models from every segment of the life. So today I'm going to bring you another leader who is Chai Ing Wen. So Chai Ing Wen is an educator and politician. She was Taiwan's first female president. And in fact, she was also the person with Taiwan ethnic minority ancestry Hakka to hold the office. And moreover, she was the only second president who was not a KMT member. And if you were to give a brief background about what KMT is all about, it is the Kuomintang, a Chinese political party that ruled mainland China from 1927 to 1949. And prior to its relocation to Taiwan, as a result of the Chinese uh, civil war, the name of the party translates as China's National People's Party and was historically referred to as the Chinese Nationalists. So likewise, if you observe some of the leaders, the path that they have taken is completely unconventional. And just keep in mind, leadership is not an easy path and it's all about seeing the unseen. Right, so that's all from today. And thank you so much for joining me, folks. Please share your topic recommendations and also guest speaker suggestions through social media or email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. Not only that, in case if you have any inspirational leaders across you, please tag them on the social media platform wherever you have found this episode. I'm your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional, but a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through the conversations that matter and the conversations that will add value to your life and to your career. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, bye-bye. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest.